It's Friday, February 12th, 2021. We're into the second month of February. It's 2021. I, I really want to have a lot of hope. I want to have so much hope that we're moving forward and going in the right directions. There are a lot of things, leading indicators, telling us we are. But boy, it feels like we have several anchors still over the edge of this thing called America, holding back the wind from taking our sails to move forward. So the Deems List is the Week in Review segment of the Eric Deems Show. My attempt at bringing back some pragmatic prowess to tickle your ears with uh, the pragmatism I grew up with, uh, the values that were espoused to me growing up in the Midwest, this notion that cultural stewardship falls to each of us. So on Fridays, I drop a, a shorter episode of a week in review, if you will, things that stuck out to me this past week. So this week, uh, quite a bit of interesting stuff. Uh, first off, Tom Brady wins a record seventh Super Bowl as Tampa Bay beats the Chiefs. Cuomo, governor of New York, he had an aide admit that they hid nursing home data so the feds wouldn't find out. How interesting. Bumble's billionaire. That's right. The 31-year-old founder of Bumble, the dating app that puts women in control, went public. And so Whitney Wolf Heard is the latest 30-something billionaire. Big tech censorship strikes again. Instagram has blocked Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s account. We'll talk more on that, as well as Twitter banning James O'Keefe and Project Veritas after they exposed social media's war against conservatives. Fascinating times. We've already talked about it, and we'll talk a little bit more. But first, the partisan farce of an impeachment hearing continues at the Senate. Rand Paul slams the impeachment trial as a partisan farce and says there's zero chance of any conviction of Trump's, as Trump's lawyers prepare to present videos of Democrats inciting violence during the BLM riots as part of their defense. You know, it's very fascinating that the hatred for the man Donald Trump has caused so many people on both sides of the aisle to, uh, to just perpetuate so much. Can we just move on? If, am I the only one that just sits back and says, can we just move on? Uh, censure the guy, Donald Trump that is, and move on. He's not the president anymore. We've accepted that Joe, Bro Joe Biden is the president. Or at least most of, well, I say most of us have. I know some people still haven't, but most of us have accepted that Joe Biden's the president. As terrible as I think that will be, and has already been. I mean, he's on track for how many executive actions? I mean, we're not a monarchy. So I don't know why uh, the folks on the left who were screaming about Trump's antics aren't screaming about Biden's antics. Just goes to show how much is truly political. Letting Democrats continue to run the country. Meanwhile, the Democrats are just trying. I think this is really just uh, a smokescreen. Let's try to keep talking about how bad the orange man is. And hopefully people won't notice all of the leftist ideals that we're trying to put forth uh, via executive actions, executive orders, memorandums, and others, other things coming out of the, um, the Oval Office without any checks or balance. I mean, this is a problem we've talked about here before as well, the executive branch getting more and more power. So hopefully we'll get over this soon. Uh, there isn't going to be a conviction. Um, we know this. And I mean, even the Republicans' defense they're coming out against their own attorneys. Of course, Donald Trump's attorneys all quit a couple of weeks ago because he wanted to talk more about 
um, the election being a fraud instead of the constitutionality of going after a private citizen after they've served in office. Um, I'll let the constitutional uh, scholars and jurists uh, debate that. I just know the average American is ready for Washington to start working for us and to put their political bickering aside. I think I've given this whole impeachment thing um, more airtime than it deserves. Donald Trump shouldn't have been impeached the first time, certainly shouldn't have been impeached the second time. Um, and the politicization of impeachment is going to be a huge problem for us moving forward. It, it's going to be terrible. This should be the breaking of the glass to pull the fire alarm, right? You don't break the glass to pull the fire alarm unless there's a fire, unless... There's imminent danger. Yes, a lot of the things that Donald Trump did was not very becoming of a president. A lot of things that members of Congress have done and continue to do are not becoming of members of Congress. I'm thinking of Republicans and I'm thinking of Democrats. I'm thinking of Maxine Waters telling her people to uh, attack those in Trump's cabinet. I'm thinking of all the folks who were preaching that they should impeach Donald Trump within 15 minutes of him being inaugurated, before he had ever done anything as president. Yeah, it happened. Go check it out. I'm also talking about the Republicans who are coming out like Marjorie Taylor Greene saying we need to impeach Joe Biden. And she's walked some of that back and has had several other issues for her to deal with as of late. The point of the matter is, let's move forward Let's reserve impeachment for what it is, high crimes and misdemeanors. I mean, a lot of the stuff that's happening here wouldn't even be accepted in a court of law. And all of you lawyers out there understand that. So let's move on. Cuomo aide Melissa DeRosa admits they were hiding nursing home data so the feds wouldn't find out. Isn't that fascinating? In a stunning admission of a cover-up made by Secretary to the Governor Melissa DeRosa during a video conference call. She was talking to Democratic leaders. She said that uh, the administration had rebuffed a legislative request for the tally in August. Pretty fascinating when you think about it. Especially, we talked about old Cuomo before, especially since he's written a book at how great he is at, uh, at leading through this tough thing. Well, he needs to get his uh, political house in order. I mean, we're playing politics with people's lives. I think a lot more of that's going to come out as far as this COVID thing is concerned, especially with the different types of therapeutics and with such focus on getting the vaccine versus um, other measures. I mean, for those of us who have already had it and recovered, uh, the vaccine isn't necessary, period. And um, to that point, the big tech censorship against Robert F. Kennedy Jr. That's right. His Instagram was blocked. He's been completely removed from I mean, this is... This is the guy that cares about the environment. Liberals will eat their own, I guess, is what we take away from this. All because uh, they thought he was spreading vaccine misinformation. Well, whatever happened to free speech? Freedom of speech is the ability to also say misinformation. I know people don't want to understand that or appreciate it. But, I mean, this is the son of former presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy. It's not like this guy is just some... Nut job wacko living in his mother's basement. No, this is a, a, a well-regarded political family. They understand the game. They understand how the power works. He has the Children's Defense Fund, which is an organization he founded that focuses on vaccines. 
And um, he puts out a lot of telling stuff, right? Hank Aaron dies days after getting the vaccine. Well, none of that is talked about anywhere else except Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And he talks a lot about the big conglomerates coming in and, and taking over the food supply. These are all things we should be asking about and talking about. He talks about Bill Gates. <laughs> I, they apparently don't get along. And maybe this is what happens when you get on the wrong side of Mr. Gates. But talks about how Bill Gates is the largest owner of farmland and, and what that means. He, he starts asking questions about the Monsanto and Bayer. Okay, so the company, the money behind the seed that goes in the ground to grow our food is the same money that makes the drugs that treat our ailments. Does anybody else see where there could be a conflict of interest? He's asking the question. He does pretty deep research. Well, we can't do that. Ban completely gone. Away you go. Fascinating. You know, it's really interesting. Remember whenever, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, JB? Uh, uh, Alex Jones. That's right. Alex Jones. It was really fine when everybody wanted to cancel Alex Jones because he was kind of a nut job and really far out there. I can't remember who I was listening to or what I was reading just a couple of weeks ago. It's like, yeah, that's that was the testing of the waters on the cancel culture. When we learned how if we paint somebody as crazy enough, you can cancel them, everybody gets on board. Well, because it's Alex Jones. You know, he's a flamethrower. Okay, it's probably better for society in general. So they said, I don't believe this. It's better, better in general for that to not be on the airwaves. Well, that's not freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is the ability for speech to be free. Okay, truly free. Well, some have suggested that that is, that was, just a little practice round. Now we know how to get rid of Alex Jones. He was, he was immediately deleted off of all of the platforms. And um, then you saw some new platforms emerge, right? Parler, MeWe, some of the other things, places where conservatives went. Well, here's the problem. They all go over there, and here's another way to silence them. Again, big tech censorship. It's more than not being able to watch Dukes of Hazard or... Uh, you know, your Bugs Bunny, you know, Bugs Bunny was in blackface at one time. That's right. You got to cancel Looney Tunes now. I mean, where does it end? Well, if everything's in the cloud and big tech controls it all, you're not in charge. Big tech censorship is bigger than that, bigger than getting your music on a streaming service. It's all the way down to how you communicate. We're living in a 21st century world. Everything is stored on a server somewhere, and that server is owned, controlled, and ran by a boardroom of tech executives, period. So now your political leanings determine whether or not you survive, or just the information. I mean, I think RFK Jr. would say he is uh, a liberal, but even he's gone. And Twitter, they've banned James O'Keefe. Some of you may know about James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Um, they do the expose stuff, uh, and they do it quite well. Uh, they get people uh, on camera talking about um, the plans and what they've done in the background. So um, Twitter locked down the accounts of James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. And again, I'm, we'll post links to all of these stories that I'm telling you. Um, but for reporting on Facebook VP Guy Rosen and his statements that Facebook freezes, quote-unquote, freezes comments in places that algorithms think there may be hate speech. Keywords, maybe, and freezes. So they blocked him. 
after Project Veritas reported about Facebook VP asserting the company freezes those comments in an algorithm. And, uh, well, wouldn't you know, he gets frozen and eliminated. You can't come after the king. You can't question and call people out. I mean, he has video footage, actual video recordings of these people talking about the censorship they're actively doing. And this goes all the way back to the Hunter Biden story, right? Where, uh, you know, the New York Post broke with it and nobody would circulate it. And then come to find out the DOJ after the election actually confirms that, yes, there were ongoing investigations happening. And then 10%, I think it was 11% maybe. I don't know. They say all percentages are made up. All stats are made up, right? But there was a large percentage, I would say, of Democrats that said, oh, had we heard that story, that would have played into uh, who we would have decided to vote on. So now you've got big tech censorship, not only controlling the narrative of what we can talk about, share, and discuss, but directly influencing elections. This is dangerous. And I don't know if we're going to wake up to it fast enough. You would like to think that the courts are going to step in, but we see what's happened on that front. They don't want to get too political, right? Sure. So I know it's been a full week. We've already forgotten about the Super Bowl, but hey, be sure to tune into our episode on Tuesday of the Eric Deem Show where I talk about not limiting your point of entry. That's right. Don't limit your potential. I talk about Tom Brady and his routines and how he didn't start at the top, but has certainly made his way to GOAT status, greatest of all time status. So be sure to go back to that episode and listen. Congrats again to Tom Brady and uh, his team. Remember the guy that was the streaker there, the Super Bowl streaker? Now, he wasn't quite the streaker we all uh, grew up with. Uh, Remember that song, Ray Stevens? Remember the song Ray Stevens would sing about the streaker? Yeah. No, he didn't go, uh, he he wasn't fully uh, declothed, but um, the streaker claims to have won $374,000 by betting on the stunt. That's right. A man who streaked across the pitch during the Super Bowl has claimed to have won $374,000 by betting on the stunt. He took off his shirt, waved it above his head, kept running, slipped between two security guards. It was actually quite humorous to me to listen to the announcers call his running and he's to the 20 and the 15 and the 10 and the five and he slides and gets tackled at the one yard line (laughs) it was pretty funny um but uh interesting that's one way to uh get a stimulus payment and for those of you on the dating scene who are going to get carpal tunnel from swiping left and right whitney wolf heard her wealth has taken her now into billionaire status that's right Shares started trading at $76 on the NASDAQ, considerably higher than the $43, which the company has sold shares to public investors just the night before it went public. Now, she's no stranger to wealth. She's married to a Texas oil heir, Michael Hurd. But nonetheless, good on her for making it happen. We've always heard that the future is female, and uh, here is another tech billionaire coming out of the world of dating. The story is she didn't like Tinder and wanted a place where the women were controlling the narrative. As always, if you have a story or a comment, question, or just want to reach out in general, find me on the socials, at Eric Deem Show, or I'm the chief of the Eric Deem Show, so the email is chief at ericdeemshow.com, which I have friends who are now married who met on Bumble, so good on them, and congratulations to Whitney. It's not easy to do anything.
especially starting a company, especially taking it public. So good for her. Well, that's the week, the week in review. 